0: And
1: you don't uh, see a kid. no, are you for real?
0: I'm not kidding you, Malia. Well, is one of your kids here? Yeah. No, he took him to Mules. You <laughs> saw you literally saw a kid back here. There. I literally saw from the corner of my eye someone moving right there. I
2: got my pistol, okay. I'm in the car. Hey, I just heard something.
0: Thump. Yes, and I seen something. Pause, <laughs> Malia, edit this part out. <laughs> well, if we die, then you can't. <laughs> That's the <save> evidence. <laughs> Alright guys, welcome back to the Amen Sister Podcast. Hi everyone. This is part two of our segment, uh, My Salvation Story, and we have Jessica,
2: Uh, A-Rod, Aaron Hall. (laughs) There you go, there you go. All of
0: them up. We (laughs) have Jess and A-Rod today, we are super excited to have them on the podcast, Um, so we're going to jump right in with our icebreaker, which is, what did you want to be when you were a kid, when you grew up? (laughs) Malia, really start us out. Oh man. Okay. Um. I wanted to be either a chef. <laughs> okay. Okay. Because I love I love to cook even now. And I wanted to be an actress. You still no. want to be an actress, and I feel like you could be. You'd be good at it. Mm, I don't still want to be an actress
2: because <laughs> no. so you don't even know me. <laughs> you don't even I know, know me at all.
0: Um. But I had, like, I was just, I loved watching movies as a kid and going to the movie theater, and I just loved to be one day on the screen. Yeah, well, we used to make movies too when we were little. <laughs> we did, we made a lot of movies. We thought we were good too. <laughs> we were good. <laughs> 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 Let me show no, you no what I was yeah. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't think, think that about. forever. I we're good. Good though. We're well, we didn't want to be a chef or an actress. I just wanted to be a dentist.
2: That's I don't have a no real dinner. It didn't last very
0: long, and I never <laughs> did that <too. laughs> So that's boring. Okay. Me and my uh, sisters
1: wanted to be trick riders. That's what we that was we we're gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: so it was like on a bike?
1: No, on a horse. Everyone's like, What do you
2: clarify?" <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <It's>
1: Tony Hawk <laughs> is a, a trick rider <laughs> on a horse, okay. <laughs> like Dixie Stampede That's that. it. There <laughs> it is. That would be
0: hilarious, Jess. I would love to see it in 60 70 Okay,
2: A-Rod. Uh, I wouldn't be a vet when I was little. Oh, okay. um, No, until I realized how much schooling was involved and then I was like, I don't need to be a vet.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Kids have such big aspirations when they're little, and then when you, get, when you realize like the work it actually yeah. takes, you're like, eh, not going to do it. <laughs> yeah. We should have said what we all are now. How <laughs> <laughs> <Out at Jenks. laughs> We are really excited to have Jess and A-Rod. Um... Jess and A Rod go to our church, but they're also really good friends of ours. Um, so tell us a little bit about yourselves. Jess and A Rod have three boys. So. Yes. We live on a 50 acre farm.
1: We try to do the homestead thing. A Life bit. That's what I want to do. Girl, I'll much. hit you up during cannon season. <laughs> Just telling you memories. You go ahead and rest up right now because <laughs> your hands are going to need it this summer. But, um, yeah, we're really blessed with that. We have uh one cow, one horse, three goats, over eighty chickens, four dogs and three
0: cats. <laughs> oh my god. Can the horse do tricks?
2: <laughs> we're going <to> find
0: <laughs> He's kinda lazy. He's a little fat from being in the pasture.
1: I mostly just love to watch him, you know. Run around on the pasture. Where I sip tea in the morning. Oh, so if I voice. think if I made him try to trick ride, he'd probably get a little mad at me. <laughs>
0: Anything to add to that?
2: No, you're doing a great job. we am here for support. Uh, <laughs> oh.
0: We've been up to their house before, and it's so peaceful up there. It's like way in the middle of nowhere, but you know, yeah, it we is. love it. We love going up there. Yeah, it
1: is. Yeah, we have three wonderful boys. Um, our oldest is 11, and he's really got a heart for God. I know he's going to do great things. So. And then, um, Carter, he is eight and he is, he's really starting to come into his faith and he's just, he's such a lovable, affectionate boy. He, he is just is. so sweet. So big heart. And then we got Rage Cage. <laughs> 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 he's our three-year-old and, um, oh, buddy. It, Brentley was always so sweet and then Carter was sweet and then we got Cage and then we decided we're done having any more kids. No, he's a really, he's super <laughs> hilarious. He's a very, he's just full of energy and we
0: love him a lot. And he'll be the one to actually do horse tricks. He <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> most likely that. I will. He most likely will. So how long have you all been married?
1: 14 years. I'm very confident. <laughs> <laughs> I would know.
2: <laughs> You're the wife. <laughs> the
1: wife usually knows. Yeah. That's the wife knows. <laughs> <laughs> We've been together 14 years. 30. We've been married for
2: 14 years. Yeah, been we've been together
1: 15 or 16 years.
2: Yeah, probably. Yeah, sounds right. We've known each other longer, but yeah, we didn't start. Someone was a jerk.
0: Oh, tell us the story.
1: <laughs> um, I went to NKU, and I my roommate was from Lewis County, and I've never been to Lewis County because um, I'm from Indiana. And um, we uh, she took me home. And she left. She had to go to work, so she left me with a friend, a mutual friend of apparently his and hers. And um, we actually—the first time I ever laid eyes on Aaron was at that, the house that we first owned. And I, I looked oh, at it, and I was, was like, oh. <laughs> and "I was like, he's kind of cute, but uh, I don't know." <laughs> and um, I was a little nervous because the guy that was taking me, the friend of ours, um, he had a camo cam- cowboy hat, and he was like. You think I'm redneck? Wait till you meet these guys. Oh gosh. <laughs> and so we ended up going to up the holler, and I was Uh-oh. just sitting alone in the living room. My I, friend's never gonna find me up this hauler. The roads are so tiny here. Like there is no way anyone's gonna find me. And I was really scared. But then he got he's like, Hey, why don't you get up and talk? And I was like, No, and I sit up and started talking to him. And
2: uh, we, we wasn't in church at the time. No either. It was uh
1: Wild then. Yeah. Free. Wilder days. Wilder days. Wilder
2: days.
1: <laughs> but I do remember we did uh
2: That night I actually told you I was gonna marry you too. Yes. Aww.
1: I you. Oh my <laughs> God. He did. I was like, no, I'm getting married on a horse. And he's like <laughs> oh. He goes, no. Because He's a <laughs> 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 He She's, She's like, I'm going to
0: marry a guy at the Dixie State
1: <laughs> And it didn't happen that way. We ended up getting married at the courthouse like he said we was going to do. Because he, he literally said, he goes, boys, take me to the courthouse and we're going to get married. Oh. And I was like, no way. But um, after that, it was kind of a little rocky because he didn't know if he wanted to settle down after that. But then um, he joined the Marines. And after he joined the Marines, he decided I was the one.
0: Oh. oh yeah, fun fact, A Rod was a marine. <laughs> <laughs> he could kill you a hundred different ways with a popsicle stick. <laughs> true. True. Oh so my thank you for the
2: introduction. introduction.
0: <laughs> no.
1: It was it was really cute. They couldn't have cell phones or make phone calls or anything. So the only way that we could talk to each other is by letter. And so I would wait by the mailbox all the time just waiting for his letter and he would come back and forth back and forth i know it's so
0: cute (laughs) i'm gonna play you in my (laughs) movie so i think i think about
1: that like i still have the letters we have and then like um that we wrote back and forth and it was just i was just so excited it was just like better than christmas and i remember the first time i was like really actually hung out with his mom was like the nine hour drive down to north carolina to go see him graduate from basic and uh It was a little awkward, but at the same time, I was just so excited. It was like Christmas Day when you got to see him, and I could see him there at attention. And then, like I remember, just running up and hugging him, and I was like, "It was the best hug ever." And then that was the day he was like, "You're gonna be my girlfriend?" I was like, "Yes, I will." Oh, and you guys weren't
0: even dating at this point. Oh no, no. we wouldn't decide. Well, that's
2: what—that's why I wanted to clarify that we wasn't in church or nothing like that, because I did a lot of running around. I used to be the bad alcoholic, and I'd run around on her all the time. And then once I joined the Marines, um, and it's for three months, so I was, wasn't drinking anymore, and the only person that was writing me letters was uh, my family and Jess, and it really showed me who I was important to, yeah. I guess. So It kind of mm-hmm. clarified a lot of things. That
0: could be me. a Nicholas Sparks movie. It really <laughs> so that's what I was thinking. Here, John, hey! <laughs> there, <there's John. laughs> Except for dear John doesn't add stuff. It's as dear Aaron. Aaron. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's dear Aaron. <laughs> Dear Dear yeah. Dear Aaron.
1: That's so sweet. Yes, it was. It was a good... I mean, like, there's a lot of fond memories. And we had a really... The first beginning of our marriage was a little rocky, but after that, I think the Lord really just kind of knew what he had in plan for us there's a lot of people that just their best or their husbands aren't their best friends when God talks about being one flesh you really are it's whoever needs you that day you lift that yeah, person mm-hmm. up and be there back and forth and so we've been really blessed and um and that and I feel sorry for Brentley because he was our guinea pig you know like <laughs> poor thing like he didn't understand like so in the beginning like when he was little we were still trying to figure life out and still trying
2: to grow up and we're still doing a lot of party and mm-hmm. a lot of drinking and stuff like that uh i know i said i was an alcoholic before and then i made it sound like boot camp cleaned me up but it didn't once i got out i started drinking and stuff again so brentley he, he saw a lot of the drinking and a lot of stuff like that and He's um, real little but that's why i'm so impressed with his faith now because he he's seen the bad and the good mm-hmm. and i think that's maybe why he's really grown into it because he knows the the bad part of it too
1: yeah we try not to shelter our kids too much like you want to you want to protect your kids from the world but um but they still have to know the difference in discernment if you just shelter them too far from it then they will Mm -hmm. never understand and then when it comes time for them to experience life they just feel like they've never experienced ever yeah um and they'll run to it and i feel like that's kind of Um, how I was my mom always kept us in church but I didn't know the Lord I knew of him as of like you go to church and you do you know you sing your songs and so on but I didn't have a relationship with Jesus I was just told to have that relationship with Jesus there's a difference in in that to me and um so when uh
2: well I think that's a lot both of us really because we're both raised in church Mm -hmm. and I think that's why we don't want to shelter them too much like we want to protect them from the world but we want to know them to know that there is evil out there. Yeah. Because um, I was raised up in church, uh, my grandpa was a pastor of a church, and I was in church till I was about 16 years old. And then, um, which in high school is rough, like you girls, I'm impressed by you <laughs> Like You all stuck it out and stick to the faith. Uh, I was weak on that part of it. Um, just because I saw... It seemed like everybody else was having more fun than I was. Everybody else was doing more things. It and, and seemed like they knew more things than I did because I was sheltered. And I wanted to be a part of that, mm-hmm. I guess. So, Which I still never did, but then once my dad died, um, I, I felt like that was a good excuse. Like that I could start drinking and start living yeah. worldly um, and God would understand. Um, but I think it's important... Uh, for kids in high school. I don't know if there's any high school kids that listen to this or not. <laughs> but the ones that's out there, I think it's important uh, nowadays. I mean, you got cell phones and stuff. You can reach out and um, talk to your friends that are Christians or reach out to, we got an awesome youth group here. Mm-hmm. A youth pastor and uh, pastor's wife. Uh, Malia's big in it. The things you guys do with the kids, is uh, it's great. Like you want to build that good foundation with them. And I think you guys do a great job doing that. And it's just, Thank you, Aaron. Oh, you guys are welcome. <laughs> 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 I just want to just wanted to say it because it it is special. Once kids get older, uh, some of the kids we got at our church is starting to get into middle school and high school and stuff, and they're going to see these things.
0: Peer pressure is hard when you're in high school and middle school, and it's like now it's even younger than it ever has oh, been before. Yeah. Like the pressure on kids to yeah. fit in and yeah. just to hear some of the stories in Sunday school of stuff that happens in school it just breaks my heart cuz even I graduated not too long ago and it's like way worse surpassed, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. anything that I'd went through and yeah the things that our kids have to face now um
1: is really hard and if you're not grounded and your roots are not deep in uh in in God and in your family and who you are this world will tell you you're 10 ways of Sunday's mm-hmm. 10 different things and mm-hmm. it's not who you are They'll be far from the truth, and then you realize you you can make a lot of bad decisions and ruin your life by listening to what everyone else tells you you are. Um, So I think discernment of the truth for our kids is a a big thing that um, isn't talked about a lot. Mm -hmm. um, That they should really, and it's just sad that they have to grow up that early to have to try to discern at age eight. You know, mm-hmm. I, I mean, like I think a little Carter, he's just so innocent and little yeah. uh, about things. But like, you know, uh, but to discern, you know, certain things that are told to him and the the things that we have to deal with right now, it's just, it's a little, it's a little nuts. Yeah, you okay. would never think that our life would turn
0: to this or the culture would be the way that it is. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. But it is, it's here. So
0: we got to deal with it. So what do you guys feel like was like the turning point to getting saved, like in your marriage? Like, do you remember like the, <laughs> <laughs> they're like, like going <laughs> at each <other>. <laughs> <laughs> Like who was saved first? Who got uh, saved
2: first? I, I did. Cause the first couple years of our marriage, like it, it started out good, but then I started getting back into the bad ways as far as drinking and talking to other women while we was married um, and stuff mm-hmm. along that way. Mm-hmm. And we almost got divorced a couple times
1: and I have to say that I, I didn't help the situation either. A lot of it was me being insecure too, and um, kind of drove him into a way. Not saying that that exonerates his decisions not or anything right. like that, but there is it would be even if he did try his hardest, I still wouldn't accept it. And yeah. that was so. I really had to learn. I really had to love him more than I love myself as of forgiving him and I mean like really actually forgiving him for hurting me so much mm-hmm. Um because I could have just thrown in the towel but the whole time back in my mind I was like you know I'm from Indiana so my I would have had to move back to around my parents and I'm like do I really want to take my kid back and forth cross state lines back and forth um, to where he wouldn't grow up without a father because We can't get over our own issues. And um, I remember uh, we were talking about getting a divorce and I remember looking at him and I was like, is it because you don't love me? And he said, no, he goes, I do love you. He goes, I'm just not happy. And I said, well, I love you and I'm not happy. And I said, so we just got to fix it. And we ended up going to counseling and it changed our lives in that way um, so much. It, It taught us how to communicate with each other and it taught us that Everyone outside of your marriage does not matter as much as the one that's in your marriage. Mm-hmm. Um that that I think then once we realize that language, it wasn't our parents, it wasn't our brothers and sisters, it wasn't our friends that could determine or say what we should do. Um, which I think when you're younger you're always trying to appease everyone around you. You just it's it's it just I think for me anyways that's how it was I was always trying to appease everyone outside of myself because as a kid that's just what we had to do you had to make mom and dad happy you had to make everyone else happy and instead I was not making him happy and putting him first and in place of everyone else and um so once we got to that and it was me and him against the world and not the world against me and him it was it turned it changed everything and um it brought the happiness back uh, that you know that puppy love you get because and it but it makes me sad. It makes me want to pray. I pray a lot for other people that they find that happiness because everyone thinks that they don't deserve happiness and they do. That's mm-hmm. I mean, just the point of marriage. You're supposed to. Supposed to be in love with
0: that person. If yeah, that makes sense. I think one of the biggest tactics the devil does in a marriage is like make you feel like your spouse is your enemy, mm-hmm. when in reality it's the you know the opposite. Delaney mm-hmm. exact- always says like always assume the best of your spouse. Yeah, and I think when the devil gets in your head, like there's been times like to JD, like sometimes I forget he also wants what's best for me, and sometimes I get in my yeah. mind because you take out your aggression on the person you love the most. Yes, so your spouse catches a lot of that, and the devil I think can convince people sometimes that. They're the enemy. They're the problem. So I've got to get away from them, and that's how he drives a wedge in the marriage. Yes, that's
1: absolutely true. Uh, He's Aaron's always uh, been my calm waters, if that makes sense. I think that's when I knew. I remember sitting on my my mom's kitchen counter, and uh, I had another guy. Before I even decided to write Aaron, there was a man that was wanting to marry me. Was not dating him, but he wanted to marry me. My mom wanted me to marry him. He was very rich. He was he he was a good looking man, and all this stuff. He had by the books, he mm-hmm. was everything. But I just I knew in my heart and I told her, I said, If I marry anyone, it's gonna be Aaron. Oh. And uh <laughs> this is the notebook.
0: <laughs> this is the notebook. I remember my mom saw
1: like she goes, the one that works at the sawmill? <laughs> you're like, exactly. Like, oh, literally
0: went exactly you, to
1: And I was like, yeah, that one. But I knew, I knew God, I knew that he was meant for me. Like his heart was just so good. And he's just always been my peace, if that makes sense.
2: I was going to church, but I was still going to the parties. And it led me back to drinking and stuff and uh, living worldly again. And then um, had Carter backsliding, went back to the world. And then uh, 2020. So I started uh, straddling the fence. I was trying to live good enough to get to heaven, but don't serve the Lord, uh, which you can't. Can't get to heaven um, without Jesus. And then um, I would listen to some preaching and stuff. We was remodeling our house, and I'd listen to uh, this preacher. And I was mud and working on drywall, and then the Lord just spoke to me through that preaching, and I. Hit my knees right there, prayed to the Lord, and asked Him into my heart, and gave Him everything that I had. Uh, I realized then that I couldn't, I couldn't fix it. And I've tried before, and I couldn't do anything with it. And then that's when um, I rededicated back to the Lord was in 2020, and we almost got divorced over that.
0: <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I <laughs>
1: years that we did not see eye to eye we were not together he was I felt like he went rogue and like just decided to go do a thing without me you know and like I just felt like which he was doing the right thing he started he started putting Jesus above our marriage and I felt that like and I I was like you know I don't I was not used to his church I didn't um I was not used to going to an altar I felt like it's like there's a bunch of busybodies and they just want to know what's going on. I was like, great. And, <laughs> and uh so I I didn't really understand why he was doing it.
2: In twenty fifteen I didn't change anything. We went to church and uh uh tried to give it back to the Lord but I wouldn't let go of the world and I think that's what the second time in twenty twenty just seen the difference in me and yeah. Bible women speech, you know, to be a different creature. Mm-hmm and just seeing that different creature and you can't walk a christian walk and keep walking in the path you walked in yeah. before yeah
1: i think that and that was really hard for me um and i remember one time me and him were having this like deep discussion about it and and i was like "You yeah, sure and he's he i just think you're lost and i was like what <laughs> Brought the heart. Oh, no. <laughs> maybe it did. It did. It hurt. And maybe It made me cry. I just started uh, praying. Like, because I always felt like I had Jesus on my default. Like, if I had a bad dream or something, I'd wake up and be like, Jesus, like, that scared me. You know, and hide <laughs> under my covers. But, like, I'd never. He wasn't my lord of my life. Like, I remember... Aaron would go to church some weekends without me because I'm like you're going too much we don't need to go every Wednesday and Sunday and Thursday and Friday whatever he would go as much as he could and then all of a sudden you know um my brother-in-law and my sister-in-law decided to get baptized and they got saved and then Aaron did and then I was like the odd man out because I was just like yeah guys go do you like happy for you yeah I'm like if this this is real like is is this a religion thing or is this really you Jesus like I don't I don't know and it was like as soon as I did that, I remember we pulled into my brother-in-law's um, driveway, and I opened up my Bible app, and it was Matthew 24, and it was talking about how the star- stars would fall, and the moon would turn red, and the trumpets would sound. I'm like, this is just so incredulous to me. Like, there's no way that this is this could be true. Like, I just I don't know. And then, then we walked in, and Michaela was talking about how. She she felt like she hadn't prayed enough that week, and then she had this dream, and all of a sudden the stars started falling, and um, the moon turned red. And, and she goes, and the angel, she goes, and I was telling everyone to repent, and I literally, I was like, oh my gosh, it's real. <laughs> <laughs> like how? Like I'd never heard that before in my life. Like never, I never, all the times I went to church, I didn't know that that thing. And it was just God will do that to me. Mm-hmm. He'll show me. Like I'll be like, is this? is this what it is and he'll always confirm it to me in one way or another and then i knew and i was like it was just like this small still voice that was slowly coming up and i think brentley had a lot to do with our saving grace too because of the he would go to church and he would come back and ask yeah. the most crazy questions he
2: enjoyed church he, which he still does but i yeah. mean like uh, you just tell like he had a hunger for it like he just wanted to go as much as he could like, Jess said, his questions, I was like, oh, my God, I don't have a clue. Like, <laughs> yeah. so I, it I wasn't like, word more. how like, many
1: animals were on the ark? Yeah. It, it was like, how many people
0: did Samson really kill with that? Like, <laughs> you know, I'm like, what? I can tell just by, like, in Sunday school, you can tell how he has questions all the time about, like, certain things. And I'll be like... He's just studying. <laughs> oh, studying. We did that, that. Yeah. Yeah. all the time. Yeah. Yeah. He, was he was like, me like, three business notes. I <laughs> so <he> was like, you <laughs> like, don't want to know. <laughs> <Ew. laughs> he's He gets very deep. Hey, he he is. Is, he
1: so, is. so, I mean, I'm really grateful that God's really led our path this way. And
0: uh, see what what this family does. <laughs> 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 I think Brinley has a really good testimony, too. Because like you guys said, he got to see... The bad parts, mm-hmm. and not that like you guys were bad parents, but right. you know what I mean. Like he got to see you guys, like the transformation, and got to see physically what yeah. God did to you guys. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. got a really good testimony yeah. too, and we can I can see that you guys have grown just since we've known you. It's yeah. crazy because yeah. you guys yeah. used to sit back there, and right, we yeah. didn't really know you that well, and That's... the more you started coming, now you guys sit up in yeah. the first <laughs> Talk to you guys was when Dad did the Judas message, and you guys drew names back <laughs> like there, and everybody had Judas. So, right, like, yeah. so oh when you guys drew, you were like, "That was a good message." I forgot about well, that, that, is, that. I, that I still, I still
2: got that piece of paper. Uh, do you know? Yeah. no, that was a good message. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Yeah. Right I wish
0: he'd yeah. do it again <laughs> he, he We have some new people, when they didn't get to do it. So right, yeah. they
2: would love
1: it. Yeah, that's good. I think I, that's. Why I think um, God really led us there. We were praying really hard mm-hmm. for a church for us to grow in, and where he wanted us to go and he led us here and um which it's just home like this place feels like home i just love that everyone loves the lord equally as much as everyone else you know Mm -hmm. and i just it's really helps especially like when we needed that we needed someone to kind of guide us and there's been a lot that we've learned from especially your family um here to just help us grow in our faith and really get stronger and I just love it. There's a lot
0: of love in this building, I think. Yeah. There and, is. Well, there's a lot of love. I love it. I love that there's love. <laughs> 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 the the love <laughs> we want to thank you guys for being on the podcast. We hope that everybody enjoyed this. I know I have. But it's so nice just to like sit back and just listen to other people. I think like people relate so much to your story because our we always talk about our story and we have been saved since we were kids. So there is people that relate to our story, but a lot of people do relate to you guys. So. Yeah. We know we have a wide variety of people that listen to the podcast, so, and I'm excited. Uh, and next week we will have Arod's twin brother and his wife Michaela will be on telling their story. So I'm excited to hear about that too. And yes. we that's really...
2: a, that's another thing. Just bringing up uh, him, that's one thing I like about this church because uh, a lot of the people go to this church. I used to run with back in the Wilder days. Oh
0: yeah, we mm-hmm. and. Yeah.
2: Uh, just watching them grow in the Lord and us all grow together Saturday nights look different then than they are now and Mm -hmm. it's just funny to look at talking about Mule he's that'd be a good story he's got he was Mm -hmm. we was both pretty rough but (laughs)
0: <laughs> you're like, you're <"Mule's> the worst. <laughs> <laughs> <"Mule's> the worst. <laughs> There's a <laughs> difference between like love and then like godly love. Yeah, Because I feel like you don't know how to love until you know God and right. you know his yes. love and then you can love properly. I'm oh, so for you <laughs> oh. This is so sweet. I love this. I wish you guys could feel the love in the room. They <laughs> yeah, yeah, can. They can feel it. <laughs> You're right, Why did you to How
2: are you doing that? <laughs> <laughs> well, do the <laughs>
0: so person listening is right here. <laughs> All right. Thank you for having us, thank guys. Thank you guys for yeah, coming. Thanks.
2: Is, yeah, I'm really
0: not even cool. going to say I hope you guys enjoyed it because I know you enjoyed it. We love Jess and A-Rod. We're so thankful that they were here with us. And Make sure you guys tune in next week. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Cool. Bye, guys. <laughs> Now. Yeah, here we go. <clears throat> Ready and. So, how long <laughs> <are> you- <laughs>